She saw him leave that morning, but he didn't come back that afternoon. He didn't show up that night. Nobody heard from him. The teen's body was found in a rolled up gym mat in a high school in 2013. His death ruled accidental. Say my name and remember what you've done. Your hurricane has blackened out the sun. You can't continue to kill unarmed black people and get away with it. But if Kendrick did die of an accident, how, with all that distrust, how could you even ever show that? But then on the flip side is they didn't treat it like it, it could have been a homicide. Lowndes County Sheriff Ashley Polk announced officials were reopening the investigation. Only angle is to find justice for my son. You are currently listening to season three of Ashes Dash TV, the investigation of Kendrick Johnson, episode 20, Misleading. I open my front door to see a FedEx package. Ah, oh, yes, that is it. All right, here we go. Let's take a look. So here's the package. We're going to cut it open and see if we finally got the surveillance tape. So to, in total, I'm supposed to get a CD-ROM, a thumb drive, and my hard drive, which I had sent them to put the surveillance tape on. So let's see if it all came. Okay, so CD-ROM it looks like. Thumb drive and my hard drive. All right, now let's take a look at what's on there. All right, so first hurdle here is we have a CD-ROM and the problem with this is I didn't have a computer that would even play a CD or anything in my house that plays a CD and I don't actually know what's on there. So I found this old laptop that I had kept and it appears to have a CD thing. So hopefully it turns on and works and we can see what's on that CD-ROM. I plug in my computer and open it up. Hope it turns on. It's a little dusty. <laughs> oh, it's turning on, so we'll see if we can pull it up. All right, so the computer is booting up, so hopefully we'll be able to look at the CD-ROM. And then I got this thumb drive, but I don't have a USB port in my computer. So I got this little adapter, and it has USB ports, so we'll be able to see if there's anything on here and what that is. I jump in my car. So the computer did not work for the CD-ROM, so we're headed to a place that might be able to transfer it for us. <laughs> so this is how my whole day is gonna be spent, is just trying to get this footage. So we'll see what's on it. Wish me luck. All right, so I just dropped the CD off and he said he could transfer it, but that part I probably won't have till next week, which sucks. <laughs> but I still have the other two pieces, so let's go see what was on the thumb drive and what's on the hard drive. I start a Zoom call with my investigator, Debbie. Howdy. <laughs> 
Tell me all about this conversation that you had. His name is Molly Anthony Domek Hernandez. The theory that Ryan Anthony comes forward with really seems to be the prevailing theory of what happened to Kendrick Johnson in one way or another. Obviously, this being Ryan Anthony's version of that. If you follow this case avidly, I'm sure you've already heard some version of what Ryan Anthony comes forward with. My name is Ryan Anthony Domek Hernandez, and I am over the age of 21 years of age. I am giving this declaration voluntarily, and I have personal knowledge of the facts stated herein and know them to be true. I met Brandon Bell in April 2016, and on one occasion was with him at his apartment in Jacksonville, Florida, when he told me that his younger brother killed Kendrick Johnson. According to Brandon Bell, Brian Bell, Ryan Hall, and Kendrick Johnson were in the gym when an argument between Brian and Kendrick began. The argument was about or over Brian's girlfriend. According to Brandon Bell, Brian was taking steroids at the time, and out of, quote, roid rage, or the effects of steroids, he struck Kendrick Johnson in the neck with a 45-pound weight, or dumbbell. Brandon Bell stated that Brian Bell opined that the aforementioned blow may have broken Kendrick Johnson's neck. According to Brandon Bell, Ryan Hall was a witness to the fight, and Brian Bell told Ryan Hall that if he didn't keep quiet and help him move Kendrick Johnson's body, his father, now retired FBI Special Agent Rick Bell, would make sure he, Ryan Hall, would, quote, pay for it. Brendan Bell also told me that his father got in touch with Sheriff Chris Prine after being notified of the fight and Kendrick Johnson's death. Brendan Bell also told me that Sheriff Chris Prine got in touch with the county coroner. Brendan Bell also told me that his father got in touch with another FBI agent who in some way facilitated the editing of the high school surveillance video by corrupting or deleting some one hour and 25 minutes of the original recording. Brandon Bell also told me that after Kendrick Johnson's death, that his organs were removed and newspapers placed in the cavity so as to interfere with any effort to establish the correct time of death or to otherwise disclose any other injuries. Brandon Bell also told me that the autopsy was falsely documented. I am giving this declaration in support of plaintiff's motions to withdraw admissions and plaintiff's opposition to defendant's motions for attorney's fees and expenses pursuant to 28 U.S.C., 1746 and under penalty of perjury that the foregoing is true and correct. One thing I'd really like to do here with Ryan Anthony Domek Hernandez's statement is find out if there's any points that we can prove to be true or untrue. One of the first things here is he says that he was in Brandon Bell's apartment in April 2016 in Jacksonville, Florida. But the only evidence we've been able to uncover is Brandon living in Valdosta at that time, and he was even enrolled in classes at Valdosta State University. We even found an article from ValdostaToday.com that says, The evidence. A Bell family spokesperson has confirmed to Valdosta Today that Brandon Bell was enrolled in classes at Valdosta State University and was living in a Valdosta apartment off campus during April of 2016. So I had messaged him really early on, right when we started the case, and he said, I'm sorry, I think you might have the wrong person. First of all, I had a photo, the police photo of him, but then... I'm real specific on who he is. So in the message, I'm like, are you the one who came forward with the statement on the Kendrick Johnson case? So first of all, he should have just not responded rather than lying to me. I sent him his own mugshot and I said, so this is not you? And then he said, listen, I understand you might have a podcast and you might want to ask questions. I don't want people to ask me questions, so I'd appreciate if you don't send me mugshots or contact me, thanks. 
I didn't feel like I was trying to bring up bad things from the past. I'm trying to figure out if this statement's true. So I responded with a really nice message of saying that if he, at the very least, he could just tell me if he, his statement was true. Be, I had seen on his Facebook cover, page that he's in recovery, like I've been sober 14 years, trying to make a connection with somebody. He's also in the military. I just did a film about PTSD. It looked like he might have been struggling with PTSD, so I mentioned that also. So he said, I'm in recovery. I just don't want everyone in the world like they did with my Instagram. One person said, my Instagram and I get 30 messages a day about KJ. I have said everything in my affidavit and it is in my past. I wish the best to KJ and hope he gets the justice he deserves. But I have a family, a nonprofit business, and I just don't need everyone to pull my name up and ruin my reputation that I have worked very hard for for the last four years. So what's interesting, he never says that his statement was true, which really bothers me. So his only concern is about his own well-being. If your statement is not true, you literally don't give a shit about the Bell's well-being. When you start to see this level of destruction, I mean, they got Brian Bell's scholarship taken away. Back at the studio with a package. We just got a knock at the door and it looks like the, the mat is here. So he's pulling around right now and we're gonna unload it. He opens up the back of the large truck to reveal a huge rolled up mat. We slide it out of the truck. open the packaging and get to work. We then struggled to carry this heavy mat inside the studio. That's heavy. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Oh, no, not bad, but still heavy. So we're currently taking this piece right here. That's not actually part of the mat. It was just used to protect it. So we're just taking that off so we can squeeze it through the door. <laughs> the one thing I'm noticing right off the bat is we've got the carpet finish like we see on KJ's mat that he was found in. Plus we have the two layers of foam, which was what they talked about in detail. So you can see there's two layers. So I think that pretty much says that that mat was one and three eighths inches thick because that's how thick this mat is. We're gonna test that, but it's a good sign that we're on the right track. Well, we have the strap here also that we see around the mat in the crime scene photos. So I'm so happy that was with it. So now we can test out how much hold that has on maintaining the width of the mat. We finally slide the mat into the studio. What's cool is we've got the mat inside here and that hole, whoa, that looks super tiny. So I measured it. Going this way, it's at 11 inches, which you can see right there, 11. And then going this way, it's 13 inches, 13. So you can see we're not too far, but we do need to open this a bit more because it needs to 
be between 14 and 15 inches, this part does. This has to be maybe 14 with this piece and this needs to be more at 15. So we'll need to keep expanding it a little bit. If you look, that hole's tiny. That would make it hard to me believe anyone could slip in there. So I'm curious what a 14 inch hole will make me feel like. I immediately try to slide through the hole, but don't even get past my shoulders. I mean, you see, I can't even, I can't even get in that. So like that's not even possible. Like, I'm like supermaning it and I still can't get that. His shoulders were a couple inches smaller than mine. So believe me, I'm not saying that the, that's 100% accurate. I'm just shocked that I can't even get in here at all. So the next thing I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna release some of these straps so I can try to give this hole a bit more room so we can get it to that 14, 15 inch mark so that we can see if it's possible to squeeze in. Currently I'm having massive doubts. So this is the last strap we'll take off and then we'll try to get this hole to match the right size. So I'm curious what will happen when I undo this one. The mat barely moves an inch. Well, it's interesting, it doesn't just expand. So it does, it's so heavy that it stays in place, which I think is very surprising to me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to unravel this a little bit and get this hole just a little bigger. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna do this by myself because this mat is very heavy for one person. What's crazy is this hole doesn't even really move. I still feel like even with this loosening up, we're probably still at 11 and 13, basically. We gotta just keep loosening it up. I'm trying not to unravel the whole thing. Got it a little wider here. Let's see what we're looking at. This is gonna be the hardest part of this whole thing is getting the mat hole the right size. There's 14 here. So we still need a little more because we need, we need this way to be 15 and this way to be about 14. And then I think we'll be really close. Obviously we'll use pictures to confirm that, but I think we'll be really close. Let's see, let's see across. Oh, okay, so that's 14 right there. Let's see. Okay, so it's like 14 and a half going this way. So I think we're pretty close. I'm still having a moment. It's really hard to believe that someone would reach in there. I'm really curious what this will be. But I do feel like I'm gonna be able to get in this hole. Remember, I couldn't really get in that 11 inch hole, but this hole, I do feel like I'm gonna be able to get into easier. So we'll see for sure if that's the case. And just remember here for a moment that my shoulders are actually wider than Kendrick Johnson's shoulders. If I fit in here, that means that Kendrick Johnson would have been able to fit in here because his shoulders are significantly less in width than mine. And of course, I'll showcase all of that so you guys can see his are 16 inches. We know that from the second and third autopsy, Dr. Anderson showed us that. And the reason that's so important is because Dr. Anderson actually believes that this was something nefarious happening. So he actually stands on the side of something nefarious happening to Kendrick Johnson and that it wasn't an accident. Now that's the person who's telling us it's 16 inches. So I think that the people who believe that this was a murder can lend some credibility to the width of his shoulders because not only do we showcase it with the measuring tape, but that's also what Dr. Anderson says. And Dr. Anderson is the one who performed the second and third autopsies. The one that both say that Kendrick Johnson was more likely murdered when the Lowndes County says it was an accident. Let's look one more time. I mean, this isn't gonna be perfect. What we're trying to do is get it close. So we've got like 14 and a quarter this way. 14 and a quarter this way. So I feel like we just need to make it a little bit bigger. We're probably right there, I think. Let's see. 
14 and a half. And if we're coming this way, now can I roll it to be this? Oh, okay, so that's 15 and a half. So we're getting really close. So we need it right in here somewhere. I'll keep measuring to make sure it's just a little tough because it's a big mat. So I'm probably just gonna have to roll and unroll it a few times with a little trial and error here. Now we're going downstairs to get some A clamps. And is what we're gonna do is once we get the mat to the right size, we're gonna hold it with the A clamps. That way we can roll it all up because we're having a hard time getting it to stay that size as we roll it. We've got these A clamps and we're gonna go clamp up the mat. 14, okay, cool. Sure, just go a little further and then I'll check right there, okay. It just needs to be between 14 and 15 on all sides, so 14. do it I'm just gonna measure again this is my issue with that is now it's 14 and 15 and a half back to my conversation with Debbie that's what's weird is that's also what I've never been able to find is any connection between the Bell family and Ryan Anthony well, so why you wonder why that that's even a thing the police evidently asked him to identify. They did a picture lineup. He couldn't pick any of them out. He had no clue who anybody was in this picture lineup. He's an admitted heroin addict, as we know, with a long criminal history. When the police asked him where this apartment was that he met Brandon, he told them, and I guess they checked it out, there's nothing there. Now, what does this guy have to gain by doing this? Back to me working with the mat. I try to squeeze in to see if I fit now. I end up being able to squeeze all the way through. Interesting. I could slip through that on my own. All right, so what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna take a photo of this and see how closely we can match the actual photo from the crime scene, because we wanna make sure the hole is as close as we can possibly get it before we really try these experiments. So we saw me just crawl through it really fast right when I got it, but that wasn't quite the right size. I think that was maybe a little bigger, although my shoulders are a little bigger, so that's something that we have to take into account. Is what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a photo of the mat, see if we can line it up. In another episode, we had taken just some crappy piece of foam and we had done this experiment, but now we have the actual mat. So we can just make sure that the width of the mat is correct, the one and three eighths like we had predicted, and we can make sure that it lines up correctly. And then if it does, we'll have to find someone with 16 inch shoulders because we have to do this as accurately as possible. And since my shoulders are bigger, I might not be a good person for this experiment. And I'll show all the numbers so you guys can see exactly where we're coming from. Right off the bat here, I can't believe someone would reach down there and grab their shoe. I like, I can't even get my head around it. it. It literally blows my mind. It's terrifying, it's terrifying to crawl through. Is what we're trying to see if it's possible to go into the mat that way. 
not if somebody would do it, because obviously that's a whole nother thing we have to address. So that is going to be part of this. But currently right now, we're just trying to see if it's possible to go into the mat without a huge struggle. Obviously, I'm a little fearful of going straight into it. So that is interesting also. All right, so we're gonna take the photo and then we'll go from there. On my phone right now, I just have a photo pulled up. This is real, just kind of simple, but I think we can see that this little edge comes down and this little centerpiece comes down and they kind of line up. And that's what we're seeing here is they're kind of lining up. So I want to take a picture and then I'm going to look at this photo or the one from the crime scene, which is this also, but a stronger image of it. And then we'll line them up and see how they look. So some pictures. I've added a foot to the mix and I did this just to kind of get some basis. I know that that's again, not a perfect scientific method, but is what we're trying to do is make sure we've got this the right size. I start to take photos of the mat. Now I feel like we got some of these initial tests done to try to get the size right. Now we're gonna look at the photos to see how close we got it. And then if we get it that close, we'll know that we can start experimenting with it for real. Back at my meeting with my investigator, Debbie. People think it was just a publicity stunt. This lawyer has done this before. The Johnsons evidently were told throughout this whole lawsuit that if you sue the Board of Education and the Bells and the GBI, everybody involved, they are going to turn around and countersue you. He made this statement. It was four years after KJ died. It was two days before the judge was ready to make his final ruling. And it was right before the statute of limitations ran out on a wrongful death Soon. In an article from ValdostaToday.com, it reads, ValdostaToday.com, Valdosta. Just before the parents of Kendrick Johnson were ordered to pay lawyers fees to dozens of individuals they accused of being involved in their son's death, the Johnson's lawyer filed a statement from a man claiming to have heard a spontaneous confession from one of the brothers wrapped up in the Johnson's massive conspiracy theory. The man was later arrested on trespassing charges and Jackie Johnson, Kendrick's mother, has claimed the arrest was bogus and an attempt to silence supposed new evidence in the Kendrick Johnson case, the 100 million civil suit. The conspiracy was laid out in a 100 million wrongful death suit filed by Johnson's parents in 2015. At the heart of the allegations is the belief that Kendrick was killed by Brian and Brandon Bell, LHS students, and the sons of former FBI agent Rick Bell. The suit also claimed that the Bell's father staged Kendrick's body at Lowndes High School with the direct help of the school superintendent and the Lowndes County Sheriff with further assistance from dozens of state and local officials. But during sworn deposition testimony, Kenneth Johnson, Kendrick's father, admitted he had no evidence to support any of the claims made in the lawsuit. The Johnsons eventually withdrew the suit and the judge ruled they would be held responsible for the lawyer's fees of those they accuse without evidence. They have since filed another suit which makes the same claim. On August 8th, the judge ordered the Johnsons to pay nearly $300,000 in lawyer's fees. 
So the whole timing of it when it came out was pretty shady. So right off the bat, I hadn't been super surprised to hear this. When I had first met with Jackie Johnson, she had let me know that people were being arrested who were coming forth with information about the case. And that was a really highly concerning allegation to me. I thought, wow, are the authorities really going this far to cover it up so far to the point that they're silencing witnesses? What I've discovered with my investigation, however, is this is just one more lie that's actually pretty easy to disprove with just a little tiny bit of investigating. What was Brian Anthony Delmec Hernandez arrested for? He was only charged with criminal trespass. And it was his second criminal trespass charge within like a month and a half. He was very high on heroin. He punched in her bathroom window. And when he did that, the glass cut his artery my investigator, Debbie, was quickly able to decipher why Ryan Anthony Domek Hernandez had been arrested. Valdostatoday.com, a bogus arrest. On August 18th, Domek Hernandez was arrested by the Valdosta Police Department and charged with criminal trespassing. Shortly after, Jackie Johnson, Kendrick's mother, took to Facebook to claim Domek Hernandez was being jailed on bogus charges in an effort to suppress his statement. Incident reports obtained by Valdosta today tell a different story. At approximately 5.30 a.m. on August 18th, CPD officers were dispatched to a residence near Eager Road in reference to a reported trespassing. A woman reportedly told police she was in her bathroom when Domek Hernandez came to the bathroom window and punched through the glass in an attempt to enter the home, reports stated. At approximately 6.05 a.m., a BPD officer at South Georgia Medical Center reportedly witnessed Domek Hernandez walk through the emergency room entrance without a shirt and with blood on his right hand and a belt wrapped around his right forearm. Domek Hernandez reportedly tried to register at the front desk as John Doe, but the officer recognized him from previous encounters and was aware of a recent be on the lookout call issued because of the trespassing incident. As the officer began walking toward him, Domek Hernandez walked out of the lobby. The officer, noting the arm injury, reportedly tried to grab him by his shorts. After a struggle, the officer withdrew a conduct energy weapon, but did not use it, reports stated. The officer guided Domek Hernandez to a nearby bench and applied pressure to his arm in an attempt to stop the bleeding, but he refused aid and reportedly said he wanted to just bleed out and loosen the belt on his arm. Domek Hernandez was eventually treated inside the hospital and later charged with trespassing. He was then taken to Lowndes County Jail and later released on bond. It's so easy to see this case fall apart so quickly when you actually start looking into it because nothing connects that way. And it's right. weird because, you know, you're like, oh, God, there's been all these things. So it has to be that he was murdered. You start to think that because that's what you see over and over again. But the second you chip the surface of it off, it's obvious that that statement's not true. And then you go to the next thing and then you chip the surface off and then it's not true. And then the next thing, this whole thing is like fabricated on lies. And then you have films like Finding Kendrick Johnson who do the shittiest level of journalism I've ever seen and put it out and call it a movie. They're literally destroying the lives of the Bell family when there's absolutely zero evidence to convict them. This is absolutely a witch hunt at this point, I feel like. Ashes to Ash is created by Ash Patino, associate producer, Kate Giordano, investigator, Debbie, title music, Bones by Eight Graves, 
Website design for Ashes Dash TV provided by Second Melody, secondmelody.com. Subscribe on the website for commercial-free content, early access to episodes, uncut interviews, and discounted merchandise. Just go to ashes-tv.com, A-S-H-E-S-T-O-A-S-H-T-V.com. Please follow me on Facebook at Ashes Dash True Crime, on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Ashes Dash TV. If you have information regarding this case, please email me at ashland57 at gmail.com, A-S-H-L-A-N-D-5-7 at gmail.com. We can keep you anonymous.